We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Kits and Wagers. I am Adam Zadrug, joined by Chris Owen. We're talking game week four in the Premier League. Chris, are you there? I, I can't. There's a there's a hotel lamp there. You're you're kind of blending into the background. Okay, there we go. Chris, what's up? Yeah, I mean, can you see me? I'm moving. <laughs> Adam Adam set up our uh, the the background here for the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, and it's basically a, a grass field. And I'm wearing this Vermont, what is it, Vermont green shirt that is basically looks, it's kind of like tie-dye-ish, a little bit of grassy, kind of exactly the same color as our background. So if you're watching and you just see a floating head, no torso, I am here. I am ready to podcast, uh, you know, to just discuss game week four here in the Premier League. But uh, yeah, should have talked to Adam about what the background was going to be anyways. But anyways, what's going on, Adam? Yeah, you got like the Vermont forest you're wearing here and what's going on. I got so there's rumors of Isak, Alexander Isak going to Newcastle. So I busted out his, his Sociedad jersey and I don't really want him to go to Newcastle, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. He'll, it looks like he's going to be the Callum Wilson replacement and not Chris Wood. But uh, I guess I'll have to wear this, this Isak jersey whenever he, he gets to start. But game week four. You can see here, if you're watching, we have we got the full odds report on the screen. Again, rotowire.com slash soccer trial. You can get this on our cheat sheets. Just click on the fan team cheat sheet. includes all 10 games. As you can see here, we got some pretty big favorites. And surprisingly, surprisingly, one of the worst teams in the league, Liverpool, are the biggest favorite <laughs> in, yeah, we, in the we, week. Yeah. yeah. So the four biggest favorites are all at home, and usually when that happens, you know, it kind of makes some things hard to bet on, and uh, we originally weren't going to talk about any of these four games, but I decided to throw in this arsenal fall match. We'll get to that second, but first up, we're going to talk about Brighton against Leeds, two of the... I don't know if I want to say surprising, maybe surprising. I guess Leeds are kind of surprising. Brighton are, I feel like Brighton are kind of the same team as they were last season, but they are both teams top five in the table and Brighton are at home for this one. You can get them minus 115 to win. Leeds are plus 310 and we can see about 10 days ago, 
Brighton were minus 135. So it looks like Leeds are getting some money, getting some Brendan Aronson love, coming off a 3-0 win against Chelsea. Do you believe in, in Leeds in this spot, Chris? Sort of. Interesting enough, these two teams are, have been playing like kind of opposite brands of ball, whereas like Brighton's been very good at the back. They've they've been I think they did what one goal through three matches and they sh- two back to back shots again for the West Ham and and somebody else uh, the week before. But they've been like super super strong, including also they they did play in the League Cup earlier this week. I think it was that yesterday, and they shut out. You know somebody who is a lower league team, and the only goal that they've actually conceded is to Manchester United. So, on one end of the spectrum, you're like, all right, Brighton's line has been super tight. Meanwhile, Leeds they have seven goals in three matches, and in all in three of those matches, it's been over th- uh, the the total the goal total has been over three. Um, and then also in their League Cup match yesterday, it was three one. So, two ends of the spectrum. Brighton, good defensively. Leeds, just involved in matches with a, t- a ton of goals. So I guess when I was looking at this, I was looking at the the over-under, and I think it's at the two-and-a-half is um, is kind of the, the line there. And it's over two-and-a-half is minus 120, and then under two-and-a-half is minus 105. So I, I guess I wanted to ask you what you think about that. Are you more of a school of thought like Brighton just typically you know keep holding – uh, to, to low scoring affairs or are you like, all right, Leeds looks like they're high prices, high octane. They're taking care of uh, taking advantage of different situations or, and they're going to, there is going to be a lot of goals. What do you think about that? I think Brighton are kind of built to, to handle things like the high press. Um, we'll see what Leeds can do. I mean, I know a lot of people are looking at that Chelsea result and I think, I think based off the first three matches, like I said, I think Brighton are kind of the same team as last season. They don't, they haven't changed a ton in their lineup. Like Moises Caicedo's in there instead of Busum, uh, Basuma, but that's really about it in terms of their starting eleven. I guess Cucurella is not in there anymore, and Solomon March is healthy again, so he's he's full go there. But Leeds, I'm still kind of uncertain on what they and what they're going to look like throughout the season. I mean, they got that Chelsea win, but I mean, you look at it, Connor Gallagher got, I mean, I guess his first league start for Chelsea, maybe ever, I, I, maybe ever. So you got that in there. You have Gallagher and uh, Jorginho starting, starting together, Loftus-Cheek playing at, at right wing back. Um, Chelsea just didn't, I mean, they controlled maybe the, the 20 first 20, 25 minutes or something in that match. Then all of a sudden Aronson took the ball off of Mendy and that kind of flipped the match from what I think was where the match was actually headed. And then it kind of got away from Chelsea a little bit there. I mean, then you look at their prior results. Um, they had, they, what they, they gave up an early goal against Wolves and came back and won in the opener. Uh, they scored two first against Southampton, then they gave up two and, and went to a draw. So I think they're kind of more unreliable here. Whereas Brighton, they, they like to have possession of the ball. They like to control things and a team that kind of presses as long as, you know, they don't lose the ball in, in bad positions, which they haven't done this season. And for the most part, they're pretty solid at not doing overall. And I think that's, gonna be where i'm going here uh brighton already a low scoring team danny welbeck is playing well and he's actually healthy for for the time being but i'm going under two and a half goals here at minus 105 i don't think the leads are going to get the same kind of opportunities in the spot again this is away from home their last away match you know is against southampton don't really believe in that southampton back line either so 
I like I was going with Brighton money line, but one thing that detracted me was that Brighton was actually better away from home last season, which kind of doesn't make sense on the surface. I'm not sure what was going on there. I I remember Grand Potter saying last season, you know, we kind of struggle at home and he didn't know why either, but instead of, you know, taking the risk of, you know, one one result, because uh, I Leeds are playing well, but I, I think under two and a half goals is is my play here. Yeah, when I looked at that too, I was like, oh, I think I feel like we have a big enough sample size, like going back to last season, where it's like the un, I'd rather much rather have the under here. Yeah, and then um, we kind of we didn't discuss this, but last season in both of their matches, it was under two goals. It was a zero zero draw and then a one one draw between these two sides. So yeah, I kind of opt for the under as well, um, despite Leeds finding the back of the net early and often in their first three matches. Yeah, when they actually last met Brighton at Leeds May 15th, that was, if you remember correctly, like they're fighting relegation at that point. And they got a late equalizer by Pascal Strike in, st- in stoppage time. Um, you know, this was with Jesse Marsh. This was with Graham Potter. So it wasn't like different managers or anything. Brighton still outplayed them at Leeds, and Leeds got that late goal for the for the point. But I think, you know, that is kind of relevant, I think, for this match- matchup, though. Yeah, and uh, we we glossed over this to start, but Adam off to an impressive six and three record here over three weeks, and I, I clawed back last week. I you know I had started one four and one. The people were, were wondering what I was thinking, you know, wondering is he qualified to be on this podcast? And I was asking myself that same question. Came back strongly, three and zero last week. So we're, we're going to keep try to keep it going. Uh, and specifically in this match, I'm taking leads double chance. You're getting plus one hundred. I just think you know you mentioned that. Brighton were actually better away than they were at home last last year, and I think Leeds are. I mean, they're multiple. They're exponentially better than they were last year at this time. So I'm going to take them. I like the the plus 100 there, and given that they drew them twice last season too, it's like you know might as well. Just, will they continue that trend? Yeah, I think I was originally looking at Brighton money line because I, I mean I looked at this one Brighton match. They're the home, only home match, their home opener. They they kind of took it to Newcastle. Newcastle, another team that's kind of trying to press a little bit more. I mean, we saw that. We just saw that against Manchester City. But I mean, Brighton for the most part. I mean, you look at the numbers: one point five expected goals, 0.22 for Newcastle. That's why I was looking at Brighton. But this could go. This seem just seems like a one nil result to either side. A one one result. So if you're getting plus, I mean, right there, even odds at Leeds. I think that's a pretty reasonable route to go. But yeah, and. And I mean, I looked at the the spreads too, and it was a, a half goal for Leeds was uh, I think it was a minus one ten. So it's like just head over and and get that double chance instead is the same bet, but better. Yeah, classic uh, DraftKings route of stealing your money. Uh, yeah. Just, just yeah, here go look at these spreads and take Leeds point five goals, which is minus one ten. Even though you can get the same thing uh, in a double chance at plus one hundred, uh, yeah. there's. You know, just sprinkling in like, here, we'll steal your money this way. Uh, here you go. This kind of thing. Yeah. But that that's what they do. That's what sports books do. And uh, that's why we're yeah. here on the Kitchen Wagers podcast. <laughs> and we, we're trying to figure this out. That's, Power to that's the, the main goal. Yeah, that's the main goal of Kitchen Wagers. We're trying to, to figure out where the, the sports books are trying to screw you. Yeah. Um, and that's the goal. We're trying to find the good bets. But Next match, we have one of the bigger favorites of the weekend. We got Arsenal minus 330 to win. They were minus 265 about 10 days ago. 
So a bit of a jump for them. And then you got foam to win plus 850. They were plus 750. And the draw is getting no love because everyone is betting on Arsenal. And then a lot of money here. Well, it's just going over two and a half goals is minus 205. So the implied goal total is, you know, above three. You can get over three and a half goals at plus 125. If you don't think there's going to be goals, under two and a half goals, plus 165. I think uh, I think we're both on Arsenal. We're not going to be betting Fulham in this spot. Absolutely. But uh, I guess, well, what are your thoughts with Fulham? I, this is a, we're talking about Fulham on back-to-back weeks here, and I do want to say I got the late win. Uh, my bet last week was Fulham to win yes. and over one and a half goals. I got that at plus 210. Yeah. It was a nice win. It was a nice win for me. I got that late Mitrovic goal, but now they're away from home. Now they're against one of the best teams in the league. And more relevant is that Fulham really don't have much of a bench. Uh, Cabano did not play, and we don't have the press conference yet. Cabano missed last week's match. Uh, Jay Stansfield started for him on the wing. Jay Stansfield also started midweek for Fulham because I think he's like a 19-year-old guy. But they just don't really have anyone. Uh, this is their team. Uh, Cabano is out, so they got Stanfield. They're really, really thin. Uh, I think they've made the fewest, one, or at least top 10 in terms of fewest amount of subs in the league. So at Arsenal, that's not a good recipe for success. Also noteworthy in the midweek cup matches, they lost 2-0 to, to Crowley Town. Um, is that a League One side? I'm not, I'm not super sure about that, but... Uh, Tough looking loss there. Arsenal playing, you know, quite good right now. They won Crystal Palace 2 0, 4 2 against Leicester, and then kind of just wrapped it up against Bournemouth last week 3 0 and looked pretty good doing it. I'm, I'm definitely, that's for the, that reason in particular, I'm not even thinking about Fulham, but I, I do think that Arsenal could win this one by a couple goals. Yeah, that, that midweek match, they rotated pretty much everyone just because. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they know they have no bench, so it's like we need these guys in the Premier League. We can't, we can't risk them in this cup match. So, like, even, I mean, even though they added, I can't remember who they started in that match, but it was like Shane Duffy and Issa Diop on the back line. Still not enough to to beat Crowley Town. Yeah, but yeah, it's just hard to to go against Arsenal right now. They're cruising. Uh, they uh, did they? I don't think they actually had a cup match because they're high enough in the table yeah so they didn't have that to worry about they're getting guys healthy so they're in addition to being better they're deeper uh tyranny's coming through uh tomiyasu's coming through smith rose coming through so they got these guys getting healthy they're probably going to keep the same starting 11 because they've been having so much success but really hard to go against them we're both on them uh my bet here arsenal minus one and a half you can get that so you got to shop around a little bit. This was minus 115 at DraftKings yesterday. Last I saw is minus 130 at DraftKings. Yeah, I think it's minus 125 at FanDuel. Um, it's like minus 150 at uh, maybe MGM or somewhere. I found this minus one and a half. Minus 115 is at Bet 365. So if you get, so if you if you have a few different uh, accounts at different sports books, uh, there you go. I did find the minus one fifteen odds, so uh, it is out there somewhere still. But Chris, you're going kind of in the same route. Yeah, I'm taking Arsenal money line and then over two and a half goals. 
my good my co-host here, Adam Zdroik, found this for me. Um, so I, I appreciate him doing that because it was, I think, minus 135 at DraftKings, uh, the same bet. So you get a little slightly better. And I think on this podcast, we try to never do anything over minus 130 just because you make it interesting. And like, for instance, last week you gave out like a plus 200 winner. Um, so, yeah, I'm That's over right. that. That's right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm just over the two and a half goals. And even this leads to a little bit similar discussion here, but like the over two and a half, just as it is, is minus 205. So you're not going to go all three and a half, the over three and a half is plus 125. I never feel particularly good about betting for four goals. That's just a lot of goals primarily match. But um, here you. Yeah, it seems like Arsenal, a great spot. Another thing I was looking at, if you don't think Fulham are going to score, if you don't get one of their uh, Mitrovic goals, you can do win to nil. Um, I found that somewhere. It's it's one of the bets that see, it's like hard to find, no matter what site you're going at. Uh, like It's kind of disappeared from DraftKings, and I can't find a fan duel right now, but I feel like that's a bet. It'll probably be like minus – Kind of in the same range, minus 120, minus 130. I know it's it's a thing available at BetMGM as well, but uh, for some reason, maybe DraftKings didn't have success with win-to-nil bets. I don't know. I, I can't find it, though, lately. So, um, any, Yeah. Any interest in uh, a player parlay here? You can get Gabriel Jesu to score and Arsenal to win at minus 120. Yeah, I would look at that. Uh, again, you can get better odds. I'm seeing DraftKings is minus 175 on Jesus to score. FanDuel actually has minus 115 on Jesus to score. So I assume you can get plus odds at FanDuel yeah. if you want to do like Arsenal win, Jesus to score. Pretty good yeah. pretty good idea. Uh, Jesus has looked awesome. Scored. Did he have a hat trick in, in Arsenal's opening home match or he had a brace? Uh, but he had two goals, two assists against uh, okay, Leicester. Yeah. Yeah, so if there's someone to score in this match, you would bet on Jesus. Uh, otherwise, it's kind of hard to project in terms of who's getting these goals from Arsenal because it could be Odegaard, it could be Martinelli, it could be Saka, and I guess it could be Chaka, given I think he already has two goals this season. I think both random rebounds or something like that. But yeah, next match. we have So we have only Saturday and Sunday matches this week because wow. – it we're midweek next week. Uh, I kind of I kind of love that though. I, I I I hate like you know the Monday matches are fine, but they've yeah. been kind of you know for me specifically they've been kind of tough. But uh, um, I like when they're all on Saturday Sunday. You get it out of the way for us. You know we'll, we'll be back like Tuesday or Monday to to podcast for the the midweek slate too. Yeah, uh, maybe. Well, you say you like that now, but we it's if we're probably gonna have to do a podcast on Monday for game week five. So there you go. Face of the Mondays. <laughs> we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, next match we got, we got Nottingham Forest home against Tottenham. Nottingham Forest, holy cow, uh, these odds, I don't know what happened here. Let's see, we got plus 600 for Nottingham Forest to win. They were plus 390 on August 14th. I'm not sure what happened since then, but uh, a pretty wild jump here for unexplained reasons. So in, in that sense, Tottenham yeah. went from minus 150 to minus 225. Nothing really happened except for um, – so I, maybe the odds went down after Nottingham Forest beat West Ham, and then they went back up after drawing against Everton. I'm not sure. So that's yeah, uh, I mean, weird. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a little bit weird too. I mean, it's not like they did anything bad. <laughs> they won a game yeah. and drew a game, and then the odds went got jacked up, so – yeah, and they, they rotated pretty heavily midweek with pretty much a bunch of their new signings. So it's not like that is going to change anything anyways. Uh, I I feel like they probably added Morgan Gibbs-White since that 390 number is out. Maybe that 390 number is a mistake. <laughs> and uh, yeah. it's just sitting here in the, in this line movement. But over 2.5 goals is minus 135, under 2.5 goals, plus 105. Nottingham Forest eked out a win in their home opener against West Ham 1-0. I believe there was a Dean Henderson PK save in that. Do you think they have a chance to take down Tottenham here? Uh, you know, I, I don't. I think, I mean, Tottenham, I guess, is Forrest? Tottenham's at home here or is Forrest at home? Forrest is at home. Okay. I mean, so that helps their odds a little bit, but I just think, you know, Tottenham have looked really strong. I mean, despite the 2-2 draw with Chelsea and what was – it was more of like a felt like a theater game than a than an actual soccer match, but uh, I still think Tottenham are just like one of the strongest sides out there. And, and despite all of the investment that Nottingham has made, I I think that Tottenham come into town and at least get a point out of this. So 
Um, I'm kind of going a, a totally different route than like picking a winner or um, I'm going to, I'm gonna actually going with, I was looking at this handy dandy cheat sheet that we have over at rotowire.com and it's got uh, all of the matches for the week and you can scroll down you can go to the team conceded, uh, team conceded stats, which I, I kind of like for, for fantasy uh, for more of like a, a season long or daily purposes, but it's also nice to kind of look at it when you're look, specifically looking at corners and Right now, Nottingham are in their their per-match stats. They're conceding eight corners per match, which is the most in the Premier League. And then um, you scroll down a little bit and you find Tottenham, who's about mid-table. I think they're conceding maybe eighth or ninth most uh, corners per match. And they're averaging about 5.33 match, over five corners conceded per match. So you put that together and you can get um, over 10.5 corners at minus 105 so you're almost getting even odds and i think that you know nottingham should probably be pretty bunkered in playing pretty defensively so say you know spurs go out there and they get seven eight corners um you know all we need is a couple from nottingham to to get it done so um that's that's where i'm gonna go this week i tried to turn you off classic to, to, let me preface this. I didn't even preface this to start, but this is a classic Adams Adroit. <laughs> he did this a couple times last season, and I, the success maybe wasn't as good as we we, we had hoped. But uh, I'm gonna hope hope to steal it and maybe bring some luck to us. Yeah, we talked about this before the show. I don't know if I'm gonna get another corners bet this season. It, it just hasn't gone well for me. I took Southampton. I think it was like a race to seven corners against Leeds. Uh, two weeks ago, they finished with two corners. Uh, I, you know, they, uh, there's nothing else to say about it. They finished with two corners, and that's that's it. So I, I'm kind of off corners. So while I do think, you know, taking Tottenham over six and a half is, is probably the smarter move, but maybe don't take my word for corners. So that's kind of what Chris's route is. He didn't listen to me when I told him take Tottenham over six and a half or, or take Tottenham in like the race to seven corners. Cause you're betting on Forrest to get maybe to get like three or four. And do you three. want to bet on that? Maybe. Um, he does. Gets three, um, I'll be, this hits. Yeah. I mean, Nico Williams will, will be charging at, uh, that'll, uh, that'll be a pretty fun matchup. So we got Ivan Perisic and Nico Williams on the same side. So those guys will be going at it a decent amount. Uh, so yeah, that'll be, that'll be fun to watch, but yeah, you met, uh, I'm still interested to see what Nottingham force do with their signings. Like we saw a bunch of them midweek, um, but it seems like they're kind of using a lot of the same guy. Well, not a lot of the same guys from last season, but a lot of the same guys that they had a month ago or a few weeks ago. Like they have, yeah. they have their squad. I don't think they're going to change it up too much. Like Ryan Yates is back from his injury and he's getting minutes. He played a bunch last season in the midfield. Um, I mean, obviously, their their whole team is, is kind of filled with new additions from the summer. But I don't think they're going to play. They're playing, like, all the new guys. Like, I don't think they're going to be starting Morgan Gibbs-White or Remo Froiler. Um, what about uh, Emmanuel, Emmanuel Dennis? Like, didn't he? Did he start? Uh, Emmanuel Dennis started midweek. I think he went 90. So, like, I don't think he's going to start here. Yeah, so they, I mean, they have all these guys, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think they're going to, they're actually starting in this match or it'll probably be like a midweek thing where there's going to be like, now that Nottingham Forest is suddenly, is suddenly a deep team. We're going to see them rotate uh, midweek, but I guess I didn't even mention my bet here. Uh, 
So in terms of, of the rollover for Nottingham Forest is their back line. Their back line is what has rolled over for them, and they have the same three center backs as last season. Uh, I believe Steve Cook was injured for a little bit. Uh, he, he started – got his first start last week against Everton. Uh, you know, they've allowed one goal in the last two matches. Despite getting dominated by Newcastle in the opener, they only allowed two goals in that match. I think they're good. Their goal here, there's going to try to go for like a score of the straw. They're just going to try and keep things contained. They're not going to want to attack and be and be open to a counterattack of Tottenham and to Sun and Kane and that kind of thing. So I think they're going to try and sit back a bit. They're, they're not going to want to get this match open. And I think that's going to lead to a lower scoring match. What we kind of just saw with Tottenham and Wolverhampton. Um, you know, now you have Forrester at home, but it's I think this is going to be a different kind of match than the West Ham one. Uh, the hope here is that, you know, Tottenham don't score early and they just the wheels fall off and it's like three nil kind of a thing. But I think it'll be kind of defensive and as long as Nottingham Forest can can be consistent and, and stay and keep those guys in front of them. I think they'll they'll keep Tottenham under at least two goals or under. And I think that will be enough because I'm not convinced that Forest are actually going to score here. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. Just so much roster churn. Like, no one's probably gelled yet, and Tottenham, obviously, under Conte, are a pretty solid defensive team. Yeah, they're – yeah, I mean, as I said, they're basically – from last season, they got the three center backs, and I guess Ryan Yates, now that he's starting, and Brendan Johnson uh, in the, in our projected 11. That's the only – those are the only uh, starters from last season. So that's – I mean, that's five guys right there, and that's kind of what they used. Uh, first three match of the season, uh, yeah. though Niakate, Niakate is a new signing. He started the first two matches because Steve Cook was injured. So, any concern about Romero being out for Tottenham and them having to go with uh, Davidson, Davidson Sanchez? I don't think it's a huge deal. I'm still not sold on what like this Nottingham Forest attack looks like. Yeah. Uh, they didn't show a ton against Everton, and I mean their goal against West Ham was. Uh, I don't want. I don't know if I want to say fluky, but it wasn't like a brilliant kind of a thing. It went off like Awani's thigh, I believe, off a deflection kind of a thing. Like, yeah. like they're not a team that's going to score one, more than one goal in this match, unless it, it turns into Newcastle, Man City, and uh, that yeah. kind of a thing. That was a an match. Electric, that was an electric match. It was so good. Yeah, I uh, I read correctly that Newcastle was going to put up a fight there, but I, I misread that they would actually, you know, try and take it to Man City. And, yeah, and uh, that, and that uh, I think I had a plus one and a half for Newcastle on that. Yeah. It was like, I was uh, messaging Adam at the time. I was like, and Newcastle goes up 3-1. I was like, if, if Newcastle concedes, what that would have been four straight goals. I'm retiring from the pod, so I'm glad I didn't have to do that. Uh, yeah, you're still on. You did not retire, but uh, that's all for the three matches we're talking about. A team parlay. A team parlay is one and two right now. Um, I think we're about even money because you know the one. Our goal here is try to get minimum a plus two hundred odds in all these team parlays. Um, I took Leicester money line last Thursday, and it must have been I don't know if it, it must have been a couple hours later. It was like Wesley Fofana is out of the team. Uh, he, you know, he's, he's looking for a transfer, so he's not going to be in the team. And then 
Uh, we saw Saturday morning, uh, Tielemans was benched because Rodgers wasn't happy with him because he's also been in, in rumors transfer away. So, you know, two of their better players, just not in the team against Southampton. Uh, maybe I would have gone off Lester money line there. And then you took Tottenham minus one and a half. That one didn't work out. They had some really good chances at the end of that match to, to make it 2-0. But, I mean, that's ignoring the fact that Wolves probably outplayed Tottenham in the first half. But this week... We are focusing on one match, so that means a drop in what our potential odds could be. But we're looking at this Brentford-Everton match, and I think we have kind of the same thoughts on it. Um, I don't know if Chris has actually read my article, but if you haven't read my article, I'm not talking to Chris, but just in general, um, I wrote about this match. I think the odds – I think we're kind of getting played here in the odds. I think the odds are incorrect. I think Brentford should be like a minus 130, something like that. I think we're getting played with. Uh, something's going on. This game might be rigged. Uh, do you th- do you think this game is rigged? Do you think we can't bring that juju on this podcast? Do you, do you think do you think Brentford should be like only plus 105 to win in the spot? Their no, last was, home match was four nil against Manchester United. Yeah, I thought they were going to be. Uh, my, Minus odds here, but uh, they're not. They're plus 105 money line. Um, and this so- doesn't include like Anthony Gordon has been in talks to move to Chelsea for the past two days. Like there's a yeah. chance Gordon isn't even there in their team on Saturday. So like if you take him out, <laughs> he's like one of their better players. Sidebar, so- but how, how the heck is Anthony Gordon going for like 50 million pounds? The guy's got like four Premier League goals and like in what, 50 appearances? Chelsea are desperate. They're desperate. And they got deep pockets. Got deep pockets. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, but... yeah I, I don't I don't really know. Everton, I mean, they haven't been good. They've what they got I guess they got a um decent result last time out. They I get League Cup they won one oh. Um they tied Nottingham, but otherwise it's been one oh against Chelsea, two one against Everton. So it's not like or against Aston Villa rather. So it's not like they've been good. So I, I don't really get it. No, they haven't. They haven't been good. Uh, I mean, you look at you look at their team midweek. Uh, this was a Tuesday match, and there's just not a ton of depth there. You look at it, they uh, they only they use three subs. Um, Demare Gray started. Uh, Awobi started. So they have all these guys. Patterson started. They have three guys. Demare Gray's been starting every match. Um, Man, I'm looking at on Fat Mob right here, and they don't even have uh, who actually the subs substitute or substitutes were. But no matter, it, they're a thin team, and they almost lost at home last week against Nottingham Forest. You know, like, I, I know that they they put it on late, and maybe they should have got a late goal to win that one two one kind of a thing. But Everton were terrible away from home last season. They went down two goals against Aston Villa a couple weeks ago. Still haven't seen a ton from them. Uh, you know, anytime a team has to start Solomon Rondon in their attack, like that, that can't mean a good thing. So Brentford at home, I guess I'll just get into the bet here. Um, Might as well. My, my bet here is knowing both teams to score uh, between Brentford and Everton. That's plus 105. And I like this because earlier in the week, Thomas Frank come out, came out and said, you know, while we're scoring goals, we're scoring a bunch of goals. Our defense just hasn't been there uh, where I want it to be. And usually when a manager says something like that, that usually means the team's going to be a little more defensive than they have been in previous matches. Uh, Brentford, they lost 3-2 at Fulham in their last match. 
Uh, they did get the clean sheet against Manchester United and their last home match, but I think that's just pretty good news for this bet. I'm, I really like this matchup. I think Brentford are a better team. They're at home, and Everton, they don't have the scoring here in this spot. Um, I mean, at, the chance this, this doesn't hit is if, like, Brentford are up 2-0, 3-0, and then Everton get a late goal or something like that. But you're going Brentford money line, so yeah. what's your breakdown here? I think I went on a – I did a no on both teams to score when it was Aston Villa-Everton, and then Lucas Dignia scored, like, the – an own goal like late in the match but so i'm you know yeah so let's try to avoid that any 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 quirky stuff at the end of the match but uh yeah i'm taking brentford again um money line they're pl- they're even odds um perhaps even they're plus 105 i'm seeing on DraftKings, so you can um i don't know this must be like the parlay from like Fanduel. yeah this is these odds are based off the single game parlay so technically technically if you put like a plus 100 and a plus 100 bet together that should equal plus 300 but we can't because this is the same match because you're doing a single game parlay and most of these sites aren't going to allow you to put uh these two bets together in the same match um yet you got to do the single game parlay which is plus 230 odds so we're getting you know we're getting a drop in odds here but yeah either way uh you mentioned how bad everton were last season they were them in Norwich, uh, Everton and Norwich were the two worst teams away from home. Uh, they both won two games and drew four and then lost lost 13. But also noteworthy was that uh, Everton conceded 41 goals away from home. Um, Brentford, meanwhile, they've been scoring, uh, scoring a fair bit of goals. They had two last week, four, four the week before. I like them. They're playing at home. They, they were pretty much even last season in terms of how they played at home versus how they played away. But uh, this season they've been really good so far. And I just think that Brentford are a much better team. They're in a much better place than Everton is. And the even odds for Brentford is Brentford money line. Just, I just can't look away from that. Yeah. While I really like this match, there's like, there's like a small thing in the back of my head. That's like Everton have a chance to win this one, one nil. And (laughs) (laughs) all your bets are going to be wrong. (laughs) So I just want to get that out there into the world that I know it's possible. Okay. I know it's possible, but I don't think it's going to happen. We're going to win this parlay. We're going to be two and two. So Chris, we got, you got anything else here before we, uh, let me pull up, let me pull up the games. Uh, You know, I like, I like this game week. We got Saturday, Sunday. We got a lot of ways to go. I considered like a Chelsea money line at home. I know they're coming off a loss, but that's usually a good spot to back a team. And then you got James Madison possibly being injured. Um, I don't want to touch that Southampton Manchester United game. Uh, do you think Crystal Palace are going to put up a fight against Manchester City? I mean, we hope so just to keep things interesting. But yeah, I don't, I think City should probably cruise past them. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at for the week. I am. Also, I'm in New York this week, and I'm going to go to the Liverpool Supporters Club for the Bournemouth match on Saturday. So if anybody's, any of our listeners are, are New York-based, hit me up on Twitter, and I'd be down to get a, a beer and watch the game. Yeah, at chron 8 just be ready when Bournemouth win that one 3-0. That, you know, a mental Chris, state will be even worse. You know, that bar is just not going to be very fun. So uh... yeah, It'll be a, a sad place to be. Uh, so, I mean, you're going to this bar to watch the game. What's what's the score prediction here? What do you got? 
I can't. I can't. I can't after the last couple of weeks. I gotta. I mean, what? Probably one one. <laughs> I almost considered page. like a Bournemouth plus two point five bet because Liverpool are such big favorites. Yeah, yeah, I, that would be a good but one. But Bournemouth too. just have not looked good. Uh, yeah, yeah, two and a half. Is, two and a half is minus one ten. I think this is like a two nil result. Unless Liverpool think figure things out, I think it could be like a two nil, two one kind of result. They're, they're gonna um, put Bobby Firmino as like a central midfielder again and play him like how we played against United. I mean, ever well, everyone's talking about their back line, but I don't like their attack early isn't uh, oh, at the same level. So yeah, you're good. Hey, good for uh, Mal- is it Malasia? Is that how you say it? the left back from United? And then Lissandra Merch yeah. like looked awesome against them. So. I mean, credit to them, they played awesome. Yeah, so bonus bet, uh, my bonus bet, Bournemouth, plus two and a half. Let's Love go with it. it. Love it. Chris, you can find him at Twitter. I am at Roto is a droid. Rotowire.com slash soccer trial free, 10-day trial. You can check all that out. We were a combined five and one with our bets last week. Uh, obviously, a parlay loss, but we're getting the parlay. Again, we're still hoping for the 7-0 week. And, you know, we are close last week. We are very close, 5-2. And, and I think uh, I think we got some good bets this week. So if we don't hit 6-1, I'm going to be disappointed. So Same. <laughs> All right, Chris, uh, enjoy hanging out in the woods. And uh, we'll see everyone. I guess we'll be here Monday, won't we? All right, we'll see everyone Monday. All right, later, Adam. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.